welcome to Inspired Island, where every episode we sit down with someone living an inspired life here on Vashon Island in Puget Sound. From world-class artists and musicians to chefs and business owners, our little rural island has it all. I'm your host, Grace McRae, a new full-time Vashon Island resident, and thank you for joining me on this journey to discover why Vashon is such an inspired island. And hello, I'm really excited today because we're sitting down with somebody generating a lot of excitement here on Vashon Island. Matt Lawrence of Camp Colvos is in the studio. Hello, Matt. Hi, Grace. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Now, Camp Colvos Brewing is the newest brewery here on Vashon Island and now one of three breweries on the island, I think. And while wine and cider have been getting a lot of attention on Vashon for many years, it seems like craft beer is really having a moment on the island. And Matt is one of the big reasons why. Now, Matt, for listeners who don't know what Camp Colvos is, can you explain a little bit about the business? Yeah, we have been brewing um, for about a year and a half since last January in what used to be the Seattle distilling space. We uh, took the space over and all of the equipment and have been brewing beer and not spirits. The The first part of that process is the same. And so we, we had an opportunity to start really easily and quickly with adding some equipment that wasn't on site. And so we were brewing um, in that location and now we're selling retail in town at the old Saucy Sisters. Uh, we're open seven days a week from one to eight and uh, we sell beer that we make and um, meat pies and a meat and cheese plate. The Camp Colvos name, where did that come from? Well, I wanted a name that had water in it and uh, my friend Brian, who actually I'm brewing with now, he um, he had said a long time ago that if you ever had a brewery, we would call it Colvols Brewing, and uh, I liked that. And then, but but I added camp because I wanted the name to also be place based and something mm. fun. So mm, it really is, and I like how you keep that branding throughout. Oh, like gosh. the tap room is called the campsite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was we had an event at the log cabin last year, and to come up with the name of what we're because nobody wanted to call it Saucy Sisters anymore. We wanted to own it. And everybody kept saying Saucy Sisters, even internally. So we had this event and we had uh, sausage rolls and beer and about, I don't know, 100 people came or more. And everybody put names in the hat. And my wife and I went through them all that night. And (laughs) there were some good ones. Um, But after everything was said and done, we were going to bed and she's like, how about campsite? (laughs) Like, oh, that's perfect. Brilliant. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of the few businesses I feel like in that space on the island that is open seven days a week. Yeah, that's and was, intentional. That was intentional, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, having been here for 15 years, like so many people have wanted to go out somewhere on a Tuesday or Sunday <laughs> or yeah. Wednesday. Who knows? Pick a day. <laughs> and the thing is closed, and it's like, oh, it's so annoying. It's so disappointing. And I mean, I guess I understand why some people want a day off, but I just didn't feel like I wanted to... I'm. For me, the, the the most important thing is customer service, and so for for me, it was just kind of just I just had to be open every day. And it seems pretty busy every day when I drive by. <laughs> uh, we've been very fortunate. Very exciting. Well, I'd love to circle back and ask more questions yeah. about Camp Colvos, but mm-hmm. let's go back to the very beginning. Where did okay. you grow up? Um, I grew up in Glenview, the suburb of Chicago, and went to high school and graduated there. I went to Carbondale, Illinois, Southern Illinois. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, a Saluki. And then uh, finished up college in Chicago at Columbia and lived in, lived in Chicago for about 10 years with my brother. Okay. And when did beer come into the picture? 
uh, early. Yeah, too early. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I always wanted to make beer, and I had roommates that brewed. Their beer that they made was always okay, but it was never enough to inspire me to learn from them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually I met a guy on the island, um, Kyle, that brewed, and he and I hung out, and we, we made a Cascadian dark ale, five gallons of it, and I loved it. And I just, I don't think that there's been a month since those three years ago that I didn't brew. But it wasn't in or your career more plan. More than three years ago. That's right, four years ago. Four years. No. Well, I mean, I've always worked for um, small, independently owned businesses. And mm. some of those businesses, one of those businesses was a winemaking business at, at Seabreeze Farm with George Page. And um, I loved making wine. And and at one point, he even encouraged me to, to make beer because I was interested in that. Um, but we were just so busy doing other stuff. So didn't happen. And so have you ever taken any classes for beer making or has it mostly no. just been learning from friends yes. and others? Yeah. And yep. Yeah. Uh, reading. I read a lot. The last night actually I was reading uh, about yeast and how to create environments that yeast thrive in. So <laughs> all my bedside is all brewery books uh, and uh, East of Eden, which doesn't get read very often, <laughs> but I'm slowly getting through it. <laughs> That's excellent. And it has to be, I guess, a labor of love. And from what I read online, Camp Colvos isn't your only full-time gig, right? It hasn't been, except for this month uh, is the first month where I I have not worked very much in my other job. Wow, congratulations. It's it's been really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Just having one all-consuming job and not two. Yeah, especially when you live on an island and um, if you have to go off-island for work, which I think you did. I did, yeah. Yeah, there was a point there where I had three jobs. Yeah, and so I, pretty soon, probably by April, it'll be it'll be just that. And so you had the experience with winemaking in sort of a professional setting. Did you have like service industry yeah, lots experience? Of okay, mm-hmm. uh, on island and off island, Chicago, Seattle, here, all over. Yeah, there was a night that I remember um, mopping at La Boucherie. Uh, it was about two in the morning. We'd had a really busy night, and uh, I was you know mopping. I mean, that's kind of the thing. You have to really want to make the space clean and enjoyable for customers at at all turns, um, not just, you know, when people are, are arriving, but after everybody's gone. Mm. And um, and then having that type of passion and never stopping, never just letting it be okay and be like, eh, the floors don't need to get mopped tonight. Yes, they do. They always need to be mopped. And I can say for, I've been to so many breweries because my husband is... A little obsessed with beer, particularly IPAs. And so we've been to many sort of tap rooms and the campsite. I've always been very impressed with like the cleanliness. Oh. It just seems so professional for oh, again. some some place that's only been open a matter of months. Well, my other job was janitorial, commercial janitorial. Oh. So I, re- I learned a lot in that. There you go. Well, it shows. <laughs> yes. For any clean freaks out there, you can definitely go to the campsite tap room and feel comfortable. That's great. Thanks, Grace. <laughs> And so how and when did you decide to move to Vashon? I have a, fr- I have a friend that was from Chicago that moved out here and that her relationship ended and she invited me out to help make her feel better. And when I was out here, um, we went to the harvest party at Oxbow Farm and uh, I just fell in love with the region that, and that you could grow food pretty much year round. Um, I loved the coffee. You know, having, Chicago is obviously all flat. And, uh, and so just like looking up and being able to see snow peaked mountains at all times, I just, I loved it. And then, you know, being able to go to the peninsula, we went there and, and in the mountains. And so 
went, I went back to Chicago and I just couldn't shake it. And so I contacted the folks at Oxbow and begged for them to let me work for free and they capitulated. And then when I picked my first uh, snap pee out here, I'd never had a, like a real pee before. Mm. And so when I picked my first snap pee, I called a real estate agent and uh, told her to sell the condo. I was never coming home. Wow. So I sold everything from out here and uh, just that was it. Wow. And what year was that? I'm bad at this question. I think it was 2000 okay. or 2001. Something okay. Like that. So for close to two decades ago. Yeah. That's a lot. That sounds a long time when you say it like <laughs> I that. Know, I know. That's weird. <laughs> I know. When I think about when I graduated from college and it's in the, you know, over a decade, I, mean, <laughs> I yeah. can't believe it. And so was it a pretty easy transition to Vashon Island? Um, yeah. A friend brought me out uh, for Thanksgiving dinner at to Kurtwood Farms. I'd actually met Kurt on my only day off at Oxbow Farm. I went to Setiem um, on a lark and uh, I read the entire New York Times front to cover, had like martinis and he came over and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, and so it came out here and I just knew this was it. I just, I didn't want to go be anywhere else. And it sounds like you were very passionate about food culture. Yeah. And... yeah. So he and I worked together yeah. for a year and I met Mary, my wife during that time. She's from the she's from Des Moines, but she was here farming with Margaret Heffel at Blue Moon Farm, which is behind co-housing. Oh, and so we were met nice. at the farmer's market. That's exciting because I've heard that it's very hard if as a single person moving to Vashon. It can be yeah, hard. we were we were young at that yeah. time, though. Like, I don't I wasn't really like top of mind for us. It just we just got really lucky. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And for anybody who wasn't just circling back for anybody who's not familiar, Kurtwood Farms is produces yeah. cheese and yeah. like dairy products, right? Yep. Yeah. He has uh, 13 acres on Beale uh, next to the Beale Greenhouses. And he has Jersey cows and a beautiful barn and heritage house and a nice little garden. And he makes uh, Dinah's cheese and he also makes Log Cabin, which is a hard cheese. And then he has an ice cream shop in Seattle called Kurt Farm Shop. So thinking about when you just were new to Vashon, things were very different, especially mm-hmm. just like from the downtown yeah. business perspective. What were the options for a beer lover? Um, the Thriftway beer aisle. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> it's always been good. Yeah, they just, um, I remember uh, one time years ago, probably 10 years ago, they had Scaldus on the shelf. It's this eight ounce Belgian style, totally random beer. <laughs> Could not believe they had it. <laughs> totally made my day. Yeah, it's the type of place too, where if you put in a uh, request, oh, yeah. sometimes it'll pop up on oh, the shelf. Absolutely, yeah. almost all the time. I mean, they, they just, they do a great job there. I would also add, they've been yeah. a great customer. They're um, oh. d- all through the time where I was experimenting with my brewery and making sample batches once a month, I would always bring clay, uh, a, you know, a test batch and you would just, and it seemed like forever, every time I, I'd bring one, he was like, Hey, when you're ready, we'll buy, we'll sell it. We'll buy it. We'll sell it. And he was just always so supportive. And, um, and just so out of the gate, they've always, I think they've had our beer on since the second we could sell legally. Yeah. That's so special. And I think when I try to describe to people the importance of our grocery store here, it yeah, just seems right, so, right. it's so rare, I think, for a grocery store to be so ingrained with the community and like supportive of the community itself. So when did the Camp Colvos first get off the ground? Like, where did the idea, mm-hmm. did you just wake up one day and think, I um, need to start this? We were heading back through on 12 through Tyaton uh, and, um, so me and me and the family would we went on we went we went on several road trips where you know we'd take a couple of weeks off and on one of those trips a few years ago probably I think it was four or five years ago now it really just sort of set in like that that was the future that I wanted and and then 
when I got back, uh, the Kimco building was for sale. The second or third time it had come up for sale. And mm-hmm. I think it was listed at that time at a million dollars or something. Jeez. And uh, so, I mean, I called the agent and I left a message and it was that space though. That was really what was inspiring. I was like, that needs to be a brewery. And wow. so that's really what got them, really got me set going on it. So I think you have a co-founder, right? Yeah. And what's the story behind yeah, where you two met? Great and, story. Yeah. Also the same woman that brought me out to Seattle in the first place, introduced oh, nice. me to Lara. And I worked with Lara for four years at uh, her business that she started called Biznick. There's people on Vashon that were Biznick members. We've had hosted Biznick events. It was it was a, a, a community um, for independent business owners. It was business networking that didn't suck. And, um, and there were, you know, members all around the world. Um, and, uh, and, and it was Laura and I and uh, a small team in, in Fremont and we worked together for great for years and years. And when that finally ended and she started a, a new company, uh, we always stayed in touch and we were, became really close personal friends. And then, uh, I called her that summer, I guess, four years ago now and said, I have a spreadsheet and it's like a little sort of what things could look like if we had a brewery, how much we need to bake and how much we could sell. And, you know, let's just t- talk me out of this. And so, <laughs> I like that. and so we spent the summer trying to talk me out of it and we talked me into it. And then mm-hmm. I was really clear. I don't want you like, look, we, our friendship is really too important. I let's just like, I'll, I'll hire you as a consultant or whatever. And then at some point it was like, I can't do this without you. I need you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so we, we, created a partnership. And when you dove in, was there anything that was really sca- scaring you or almost held you back? Or was it pretty much like all the arrows started pointing in the same direction? Like, yeah. you got to do this. Um, I like that question. I have never felt scared. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's naive, but I just haven't. I just have really always felt like this was the right thing. And um, Laura has mm-hmm. lots of times. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just have always known this was it. So I kind of like with if you're lucky to be in a marriage with somebody where you're like, well, it's so evident that that's the person, then like, it's a lot like that. I mean, just I, that, that's like you just, can't imagine not doing it at that point. Not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's really no second guessing it. That's awesome. And thinking about launching a business on island. Mm-hmm. What are sort of, are there any unique challenges or opportunities that you think specific to Vashon Island has afforded you in your business having, or stood in the way? Yeah, well, I mean, having been at La Boucherie for, uh, have started that with George and I, that probably turned me off to the idea of on-island businesses and having been here for a number of years and seeing great restaurants like Ferrara. Mm. I don't know if you were here for that, that but... I mean, there have been awesome spaces that just, it's tough to make it, right? Not only just uh, any retail, not only just restaurant, but also retail. And so I actually didn't want an on-island business. Um, Mm. But what's unique about beer making is that it's also, I mean, it's manufacturing business first. And so like we're looking across the street and if nobody's in there buying beer, um, there are people buying kegs of beers, you know, wholesale business. Right. That I think is a big reason why I felt like we could make an on-island business work because I didn't have to rely on people coming in. I have another option. I can sell it wholesale. Yes. And how has that business been, like the wholesale business? 
it's less robust now that we have campsite. <laughs> it, and if anything, it, I have to really just force myself to do it because I prefer being able to pour, what's your husband's name? Kevin. Yeah, I'd prefer to pour Kevin a beer mm-hmm. than have him go to a restaurant in, you know, Olympia and get it. Seattle makes sense. We we sell to, uh, you know, Via Tribunale and Big Mario's and Beer Star and uh, the beverage place. And so like a lot of places in Seattle that um, I feel like are in line with our brand and, and where our customers are going anyway. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, that, oh, we have a customer in Tacoma and our keg blew on a Friday at one o'clock and he's a great guy. And I know him through another, you know, through another family member actually. And I was like, oh, uh, do, you, do you want me to bring you a keg now or can I do it Monday? And he's like, well, it's your tap. So when you, and, and so that, you know, it was like, he's taking, you know, he's committing to me for that t- tap space, right. which is exceedingly rare these days. I, I hopped in the van and brought it to him right away. <laughs> I was like, just go, you know, and Tacoma is actually pretty easy to get to. And, you know, I was on the night back on the next boat. A few places are like that, you know, Via Tribunale has dedicated a tap to us and Big Mario's as well. But the wholesale, and maybe I'm jumping to a question that you want to ask earlier soon, but the wholesale beer is uh, difficult because of the the volume of breweries in Seattle, but also because of the styles and so many different, you know, taps that could be sold from different breweries all over and never touching the same one. Yeah, that's an interesting point is like Seattle loves beer. This whole area just loves beer so much, but that can make it a little bit difficult to get your foot in the door in some of these some yeah. of these restaurants like and anybody it's all just relationships mm-hmm. which you've built many on Vashon over the years yeah it sounds like yeah exactly so peppa at gravy i mean she and and jen and belinda yeah all of those people and you know the second that we could sell beer they you know they bought it and they they continue to which i'm always grateful of C- could you go over sort of the how you decide what to brew at any given point like do you have a i think if you go in now what are there seven there's seven types? okay yeah. and will you always have you know one ipa uh we'll probably have more than one ipa oh, okay yeah we have to um it's you know it's what people want um mm-hmm. and they tip like right now we have we, we uh, you know, a res- the Resilience IPA, which is a, a sort of another story, and then our our Moonrise. But um, but previous to that, we had the Hazy Session, and then the Moonrise, and then the Rye IPA. So, and those are always the biggest sellers. But by volume, we actually sell more non-IPA beers because uh, people um, like to try different things. So, um, lagers, um, dark beers. What do you drink most often? Um, I usually will have a schooner of a. Something lighter, like a Munich lager. Um, I brewed a Vienna lager. Uh, I tend to like more of the continental style beers. That's what I typically brew. Although I brewed an IPA today, um, and then I finished with an IPA, a schooner of IPA. Okay, so nice. like two schooners, <laughs> I'm good. That's it. Like that's my. That's what I recommend for people. Okay. Instead of you know, a lot of people like to get a flight. Um, I've really never been like a flight person. It's like I don't want to think that hard when I'm having a beer. I like and categorize and judge so many different things, but. I really appreciate that people do it. Yeah, teach their own. Yeah, I think a lot of people are approaching beer like they do wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we have a, a we have a customer that made us a really beautiful tasting boards uh, out of wine uh, beer, barrel staves. I think I saw those on social media. Yeah, they looked really cool. People really like taking pictures of them. Um, we have it lined up now where the taps are sort of ordered. 
uh, from not from lightest to darkest, but to sort of a there's a there's a range. And so when they all go out, all seven go out on the board, it's really pretty. Uh, I feel very proud at that moment. Uh, I can only imagine. And where do you get ideas or inspiration for new beers to brew? I mean, I I actually feel like I want to brew the the older the beers, the better. <laughs> um, but so there's a there are a lot of breweries in the East Coast that are doing just tons of wacky and cool things, you know, aging beer on you know guava and uh, and fruit and and infusing beers with different things and aging them on different types of you know barrels and I I'm interested in doing that. I guess part of the thing is that what I've noticed here is that most people just like to just have a good beer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to make do that right now. I like make that. Yeah. Not necessarily the most wacky, but just I don't really think quality. that's what people yeah. really want here. I haven't seen that. I mean, there's a couple of people that I think would, but uh, we have a beer right now, a Belgian pale ale. It's wacky. It doesn't really fit into a style. And we put it on the tap. We have, so we have, we have lots of it, 300 gallons of it. <laughs> and it kind of tastes like a Greyhound vodka drink minus the vodka uh-huh. it's grapefruity all day grapefruity and then it's kind of it finishes bitter it's cr- but it's crisp we all just kind of look at each other like what is this we it, we might put it on because it might go well in the summer but again i just think that people what i've just seen over and over again is that people really just want to sit down and hang out with their friends and have a good beer and then move on you know so mm-hmm yeah, if we had more, I think if we had more taps, I'd be willing to kind of experiment more and put wackier stuff on. But just because of our setup at campsite, we're we're only going to be able to probably have seven beers until we move to Kimco. Yeah, I like that philosophy. I've, I think these trendy, crazy beers, crazy ice creams, crazy whatever, tends to get a lot of excitement right off the bat. But I mean, nobody's gonna drink those or eat those for years yep. on end. You yeah. know, people always go back to the. The originals are originals for a reason. We have turned people onto a Munich lager. That is so cool. <laughs> I just think that is so neat. I mean, there are there are folks on the island that I, you know I've known for years, and that come in, and it's just great seeing people. And uh, they sit down, they just they know what they want. They yeah. want that Munich lager, and or the Neanderthal beer, which is a German alt style. I mean, like a prototypical homebrew person like that's what homebrewers make and to be able to bring that stretch that out into a commercial space is pretty neat thinking about um what's next on the horizon for you in camp colvos do you have any sort of goals either personal or for the business the big one is obviously k2 the k2 <laughs> not k2, the kimco building we submitted our site plan there to the county uh last friday um which is a huge undertaking being able to get that permitted and the construction started there is uh is great. I mean, I I think that what I've seen as successful at a campsite will only be more successful there in terms of there's not a lot of places in town where you can go and just sort of hang out right without feeling right. like it's time to go. Um, and that's what breweries are great for. I mean, you can have one beer and never be asked to leave or never feel like you've got to leave your space. It, so I think having the you know the Kimco space will allow us to that a little bit yeah and that feeling of just being able to sort of sit de- sit back relax um even that you have at the campsite tap room right now has been really awesome for when visitors i feel like a lot of us who live on Vashon, we have visitors who yeah. want to come and there's so much to do but at some point you're like running out of ideas <laughs> and i've already taken several friends Excellent. and family members That's to great. the campsite because it's a really great time just to what do you like about the, the space 
The space, I think, to be honest, is being someone who's fairly new to the island is just the fact that there seems to be an eclectic crowd there. Yeah. Sometimes there's kids there yeah. running around, and I've I've had a few good conversations. I feel like beer brings people together, especially a place like Camp Colvos. I think people who are really into it right now are beer beer lovers, and mm-hmm. so it's a way to have spark conversation over like a shared interest yeah yeah i've seen that happen uh and the first week that we were there there were these two guys they were in their 70s both named john i was behind the bar they were sitting like on kind of opposite sides of the bar and it it, it dawned on me that they didn't know each other and i was like do you guys do you guys know each other oh no i've seen you around the island forever yeah oh hi, my name's john oh hi, i am too <laughs> like you guys have this is amazing like you know that people even like that are meeting there yeah so. Awesome. Well, I'm sure it's just going to continue. Yeah. There'll be more, more and more crazy stories. Well, I'm really excited for you Thanks. and um, the Camp Colvos team. Thank you. Do you have any plans about getting involved in sort of the, the competition circuit for oh, beer? Yeah. We, they're actually the Washington Beer Awards are coming up, and I just submitted uh, Camp Colvos as a brewery. And so now, now we have to sort of decide which beers we send in. It's you have to, it's like every beer is 40 bucks. And so you have to like pay for each beer that you wow. submit, which is fine. But it's like, I mean, we'll submit not all, but I mean, definitely the Munich Lager and the and the Neanderthal beer and probably the Rye IPA. Those are the ones that people just, oh, and the Saison. Okay. A lot of beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, fingers crossed. When, when does that actually happen? I think submissions are uh, due in June. And then the thing is in August. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, I think you're going to be in for a very busy summer. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Me too. So we've been ending every show with a fun little quick fire question round. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, I just wanted to just before oh, we yeah. do that, just give props to the the project would not have been able to take off the way that it is without the help of Scotty McLaughlin and who just sort of can do everything. Uh, he's, uh, you know, engineering and uh, sales and brewer and kegger and just having him has been just immense. And then uh, Nate Schaefer, our uh, head brewer, who will talk about beer all day long. He mm-hmm. loves history and everything about beer. And my wife, uh, first and foremost, and then and Laura, but also uh, Melissa Brin has been working in the camp- in campsite at the tap room. And uh, I'm just so lucky to have her uh, and her expertise and her passion and her excitement for the the space is just really great. I just try to keep up with her. If I stay a couple <laughs> of steps ahead, then I don't fall too far behind. She really has a control of everything. And then uh, we just hired Jeff Liu as well, uh, an Islander, and uh, he's just been great getting to know him. So Wow. So it sounds like you're really looking forward to every day at work. Oh, yeah. With the people you're working Definitely. with. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ready? All right. So the Seattle area is known for good beverages, whether it's coffee, tea, beer, or wine. Do you have a favorite beverage on Vashon that's not your own? Yeah, the um, Vashon Coffee Company, Ethiopian, uh, the Yerga Chef. As a pour over at two o'clock, just does (laughs) not get better. That is awesome. Great, Great coffee. Cool. And if you're not at home or work, where can people most often find you on the island? Do you have any favorite haunts? Yeah, d- uh, yeah. Walking my dog around our block in Burton 
We go on an hour walk every day. Oh, nice. Well, maybe Rio and I will run into you yeah. in Burton, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have any pet peeves about island living? An old pet peeve that I've gotten over. Mm-hmm. Everybody's all up in your business. Yes. <laughs> but now I like it. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to get to that right now. I'm just starting to get to the point where I often go to the grocery store and notice somebody that I recognize, and that's a totally new. Oh, yeah. New to me, coming from, I was living in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, exactly. Most regularly. Yep. Like, the anonymity is yep. just totally gone. Gone, gone, gone. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and do you have a favorite Vashon Island tradition? Oh, uh, well, most recently, uh, tree lighting, because we <laughs> were right there. Um, but... Uh, First Fridays. Yeah. I like art. Nice. Me too. And where can people find you to learn more about you and Camp Colvos? Do you want to plug the website or any social media? Yeah. I mean, Instagram is great. Uh, I, you know, me and Scotty both share that. And so we're always posting stuff there. Uh, that's just at Camp Colvos. And then my personal one is MJ underscore Lawrence. Uh, the website and then untapped we're on untapped and I just try to remember to put all of our beers up there and look at it once a day but sometimes a week will go by um Kevin Kevin Mm -hmm. might be an untapped person a lot of people just like to take a picture of their beer while they're having it um and people are doing that and we just got a badge an untapped badge Ooh, very exciting I have heard of it it's the app right yeah okay yeah untapped so anyway, but okay. I, I'm, I don't really use it. But, but beer lovers but do. Be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm grateful that they do. Cool. Well, thank you so much yeah, for thanks, coming Grace. in today, Matt. Yeah, this is awesome. Totally great. Cool. And thank you all for listening. Again, this is Inspired Island on Voice of Vashon, KVSH 101.9 FM LP. Until next time, stay inspired.